Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The beloved annual Bright Nights fundraiser is returning to Stanley Park this holiday season, but wait for it with one notable change to the the program, the vintage train that normally carries families past the many glowing displays, will not be running uh, this year's running during this year's event. Uh, organizers have told us today. Officials said that the bright nights will still feature all the colorful displays, the giant reindeer, and the tunnels of light. But the train was pulled from service earlier this year due to mechanical issues with the antique engines and passenger cars, which forced officials to cancel the Stanley Park Ghost Train event for the third Halloween season uh, in a row. Uh, to say that uh, parents are um, frustrated and Disappointed would be an understatement. Jeff Sove, who is the executive director of the BC Professional Firefighters Burn Fund, uh, spoke to our Joe Bennett uh, just a couple of hours ago. Uh, here's his comments in regards to uh, the cancellation. It is undeniably disappointing that the train will be cancelled this year. But these are your professional firefighters. Our focus has really been on still delivering a great, completely free Vancouver event. Um, but it will be more of a challenge to raise our the, the funds that you know we rely on to run our charitable. So we're hopeful that you know we've been doing this for 25 years. There are hundreds of uh, professional firefighters who I mean, we have a crew here from Abbotsford today who um, come and set up this beautiful display uh, for the public. And um, we're hopeful that those who have made it an annual tradition will still come out and enjoy. That was uh, Jeff Sove, Executive Director of the BC Professional Firefighters Burn Fund. And as he said, the Burn Fund supports year-round programs for fire survivors, including Burn Camp and the Home Away Program for Families. So it's very important uh, for not only just the Burn Fund, but also for families. Just think about the memories you build with your young ones uh, taking that train. Joining me now to talk about this cancellation is Jordan Armstrong, Global BC's reporter and anchor, and he's followed the story very closely. Jordan, thank you for joining us. My pleasure, Jazz. Thanks for having me. So when you heard the news like we did today, what was your immediate reaction? I wasn't at all surprised because I'd been waiting for this announcement for a couple of days. I did speak to folks at the Burn Fund earlier this week, and my sense was this is coming. And, you know, you mentioned, Jazz, that the train has been off the tracks going back a few months. It didn't run for the ghost train. And at the time, the statement from the Vancouver Park Board uh, made it sound like this was a, an issue of maintenance, of vintage equipment. Parts were hard to find, as well as, as they described it, it was hard to find the people with the specialized knowledge to maintain this type of equipment. And I have to say, that statement didn't really tell the full story, Jazz, so mm-hmm. I started looking into it. And a couple of things I have figured out since is, you know, that statement, that initial statement from the park board, made it sort of sound like, you know, this train was built 60 years ago and Bob the engineer took the blueprints to the grave. That's not the case. Hmm. This is a very, very common type of miniature railroad. If, if, if it's not the most common in North America, it's certainly one of them. There are hundreds of the type operating all over North America, including in British Columbia. Uh, the Richmond Country Farms operates the same type of train. 
the Greater Vancouver Zoo operates the very same type of train. Um, a farm in the Greater Victoria area also has one, as well as the Kamloops Wildlife Park. So essentially, Jazz, it's the Honda Civic of miniature railroads. Uh, I do understand that Stanley Park operates a smaller track gauge, 20 inches versus the more common 24 inches. However, the company that makes this railroad, uh, Chance Rides, out of Wichita, Kansas, mm-hmm. is still around. They're still marketing this product. So I think it's a bit of a stretch for the park board to say this is just a case of vintage, outdated equipment. You can still get these trains um, off the shelf, so to speak. Uh, were you surprised that they dropped this, uh, never mind news-wise for the public, but you have a new park board that's going to be sworn in on Monday, to my understanding. Why not wait? Why not consult with them? Uh, why uh, do this so quickly? I'm a bit surprised politically that they actually would do this. Well, this is interesting, and, and it does require further explanation uh, from the park board. Now, we did reach out to ABC Vancouver, obviously the party, which is won a majority on council and the park board uh, for comment on this. They're not commenting ahead of that swearing in. Um, as well, Jazz, I did just get a statement from Technical Safety BC. Mm-hmm. You know, we reached out to them. They do the inspection. They're the provincial agency that has to inspect uh, amusement rides, ski lifts, and uh, miniature railways. Um, and here's what they said. Now, they gave three main reasons for not passing the train um, in inspection. And here they are. Number one is corrosion and damage to both track lines and rail cars. Number two, and I think a lot of our listeners will find this interesting, is overgrown vegetation disrupting sight lines and decaying infrastructure. And three, requirement for a full condition report from a third-party contractor certified to inspect this type of train. Again, we go back to that initial statement from the park board mm-hmm. that this was unique antique equipment. Well, the second reason Technical Safety BC failed the train was because they didn't cut the vegetation and didn't maintain that properly. And I know what we've been hearing from our listeners for months now that they've been seeing that in many parks all over Vancouver. Um, you know, it doesn't seem like the park maintenance is what it once was. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, when, when you've explained this to me with those three points, a corrosion and damage to both track lines and rail cars, overgrown vegetation. Well, first of all, you know, you have gardeners there. That should be done. Uh, the other two technical issues, requirements for a full condition report and corrosion and damage to both track lines and rail cars. If the priorities are there, if the mandate is there, if you say we have an obligation to our citizens because this is one of those unique events of the year. Uh, and this is where you build memories for Vancouverites, uh, no matter what age you are. I remember taking my son and my wife and I going down. It was a lovely evening. And um, I would encourage every uh, Vancouverite to do so, no matter where you live. It actually comes down to priorities. Like if you want a train yeah. system to be open and running by Christmas, it can be done. It should be done. It is not like we're sending a rocket to, to space here. It's a train. And as you said, Yes, it's an older train, but the parts are still out there, and it's not that unique. Well, and here's another sentence from the Technical BC statement that really jumps out at me, Jazz. Mm -hmm. They say, quote, Technical Safety BC made it clear to the train operator that as soon as the concerns were addressed, we would be able to inspect the train for public use without delay. So, again, this inspection was carried out either in September or October. We got the news in early October. So it's been a few months since the park board has received this news. Um, 
I'd be curious to know what, if anything, has been done to address these issues. Seemingly, the second one in vegetation um, doesn't sound like it would be that hard of a fix. As you said, you get your grounds crews in there, you clean things up there, you address one of the three main issues. The other thing that, um, you know, you have to also keep in mind, Jazz, is the other things that the Park Board has obviously um, not been keeping up as of late. You look at the report recently that uh, the vast majority of Vancouver community centers are in poor or very poor condition. We had the facade collapse at the Vancouver Aquatic Center recently. You look at the Jericho Pier, which was uh, left splintered after the storm a year ago. It's still closed. Meanwhile, you've got West Vancouver, which also saw its pier heavily damaged. Mm-hmm. hasn't reopened yet, but West Vancouver does have a plan and is well underway at repairing it. So some questions here for the park board. It is Canada's only elected park board. Vancouver taxpayers uh, pay more to have it. And, you know, as such, you think they would expect a superior level of service from Vancouver, uh, from Canada's only elected park board. But given these examples and given the recent election results, it seems a lot of people don't think they're getting that. Well, I think it is, you know, this is my opinion only, but I, I really believe this is about priorities. If you make the train a priority, you could have fixed all of this. But we've been fighting over bike lanes. We've been uh, restaurants that are in Stanley Park. have been fighting the park board. We've talked about decolonizing the park. Don't get me wrong. I believe in reconciliation. I think it's important. But it's got to be part and parcel of the park doing the basics really well. And one of them is that train for Halloween and for Christmas, and it's not a lot to ask for. And, and the way you've laid it out with the facts, my friend, uh, tells me that the priorities were somewhere else for that park board, or at least the majority that ran that park board. And uh, this is why we're in this mess that we're in right now. Jordan, thank you so much for your time, my friend. Thank you so much, Jazz. My pleasure.